Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are live. We are in full effect. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the best time of your week ahead of time right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio channel. Thank you so much for um, joining us once again. I, I, I really am. I really am so happy and thankful to be here. Y'all have no idea. It seems like when you are when you've dedicated your life to spiritual pursuits, that's really when you find out that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but there are actually spiritual forces that do not likely do not want me to come on here and talk to y'all every week, especially about stuff going on ahead of time so y'all can be prepared and proactive. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to push through any challenges, any shout-out to my 21-day challenge overcomers, and shout-out to those of you who are going to join us on this second round, part two, the compliment to the first part. If you didn't get in on the first part, that's okay. I'm going to walk you through baby steps through this second part. We are going to start off our new astrological year. Happy new astrological year to everybody. We're going to start off our new spring season. Happy next three months for the spring season to everybody. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it with a bang. We're going to do it knowing who we are. We're going to do it passionately and boldly and powerfully and courageously, okay? So, Thank you for joining us once again. I can't go too far. Thank y'all, my 21-Day Challenge Overcomers, all the listeners, my mama's babies. Y'all go hard. Y'all keep me going. Y'all keep me coming back. Y'all keep me looking looking ahead for my sake and for y'all's as well so I can keep y'all up to date. Uh, I definitely want to thank, before we go a step further, our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we would not be here that I say that every single show for a reason y'all um I mean I can want to come back all I want to um and 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 give y'all that good week ahead astro but without the the assistance the guidance the provision the protection of our divine righteous ancestors it just would not happen and I'm so keenly aware of that this week um, also, shout out to Brother Ampu. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Ampu, for allowing us to come back again and again and again. It is much appreciated. And shout out to the um, Imagination Workshop that was this past weekend in Las Vegas, Minister Jew. I saw Minister Jew, um, the Noble Ampu Facebook page. Uh, that Minister Jew was posting pictures of vouchers for winnings there in Las Vegas. So the imagination, the 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 quantum, you know, information that he's bringing forth is real and is producing tangible results. <laughs> so you know, stay connected. When I when I admonish y'all at the end of the show to stay connected to my astrology coach, you can go to myastrologycoach.com. When I admonish y'all to stay connected to Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio, I'm, I'm 
I'm suggesting that for your own divine benefit, okay? Since I've been connected to my astrology coach, since I've been connected to Brother Ampu and Minister Ju, my life has not been the same. It has, it's like life before that, before then, and and then now. And it just is only getting better and better and better because I'm tapping into some higher spiritual principles and realities that you're not going to see on TV. You're not going to see it on social media. Your family's likely not talking about it. So you know that's how I got. Um, associated, just list, being a listener, just like you. That's why I thank y'all every week for being listeners, and I empower y'all and I encourage y'all in even coming back week to week to listen because I was in your position, still in your position. Shout out to Brother Ampu and Nikki's show, still going strong every week, going through the entire Zodiac, one sign and house at a time. So that's just been uh it's just been an amazing journey and experience and I just encourage you guys to stay connected for that very reason, okay? All right, jumping into today's show. Um wow. We're in that really right now, currently today, not only are we in it the moon is void right now. It's void in um Capricorn. The moon was in Capricorn since Monday, and I don't know if y'all felt the heaviness. Lord, Saturn rules Capricorn, and and I felt every heaviness Saturn had to offer. And I'm I'm sure that some of y'all did too. But that I'm I'm here to tell you that was why. If the if this week so far has seemed really heavy, really um, potentially oppressive, potentially depressive. Um, potentially restrictive and, you know, um, that's just Saturn. And then when it gets to the depressive part, that's these lower vibrational manifestations of Saturn that happens when we're not accessing Saturn productively, constructively, or on a high vibration. Um, I, I, I eventually found some relief under the Capricorn moon when I decided to restructure. Um, Starting in my mind, um, the moon does talk about our mood. It talks about our emotion. That's why our mood so far this week could have been real, you know, flat and dry and really not exciting, overly emotional or happy. Um, But I I definitely, with all that's going on with Mercury, you've seen it in the um, description of the show. Last week we had a couple of different Mercury things going on. You can look in the description um, box for the show this week and see Mercury's still got a lot to say to us, okay? And so that talks about our minds. That talks about, especially when we're having Mercury connections with Pluto, literally, we're we're getting closer and closer to that now. Tomorrow, tomorrow, um, Thursday, March the twenty third, we've got Mercury squaring Pluto. Right after that, Friday, March twenty fourth, we've got Mercury opposing Jupiter. These are not friendly aspects. These are hard. This is this is where we have to know. Battlefield is in the mind. If you know that, you're going to be okay because you're going to know that that's where the battle is fought and won or not fought and lost. Even in our week ahead, um, in the week ahead, we'll be discussing um, March the 26th through April the the 1st. 
And even in that week, we've got Mercury aligning exactly with Uranus, which can go either way. Of course, it can go either way with any of these alignments. But I t- I like to think of Uranus as like a breakthrough energy. But if your energy is not right, it can really give you like this nervousness and like it, it can be real a real wonky energy if you're not accessing it um, properly. But then Mercury also trines Saturn in the week ahead too, and it enters a, a completely new sign, Taurus. So Mercury's on the move. Mercury's making moves. Mercury is like not playing around. And so I want y'all to consider all of this. I also want y'all to keep in mind that we are still. I know it's airy season. I know it's spring season already. I know I know what happened on March 20th, and it's the 22nd. I know we're two days in technically, but I also know that technically we are still in Pisces solar eclipse new moon season, and that is winding down. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing new except the fact that it was an eclipse and that it is affecting our at least six months ahead, some of us year ahead. Some of us, we're looking at the the cycle for the next eight years. So y'all have to be sensitive to the times that we're in right now. If life seems hard right now, you're in the right place. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. When a caterpillar is turning into a butterfly, the cocoon is kind of yucky and nasty and hard and difficult to endure, I'm sure, claustrophobic, all that, uncomfortable. But, baby, when that butterfly come out, most beautiful thing you ever saw. So I want y'all to hold on, (laughs) especially as this we got five days left in the Pisces new moon solar eclipse season before Aries new moon season starts. We're wrapping up Pisces season still. I know technically the sun as of two days ago, entered Aries already. But I want y'all to consider that energetically, as far as these lunations, this is what we're following, the 21-day challenge overcomers. Come on. We started that at the Pisces solar eclipse new moon. Well, we're working within these cycles so we can harness most of the, uh, the magic that there is to be accessed start this next 21-day challenge on the 27th, the Aries new moon. I'm going to be done with the 21-day challenges for a while after this. I just was led by spirit, uh, and I'm so glad that I was. I'm so glad that I I stayed um, sensitive to those promptings to start this because I see now why the word chat, I could have done 21-day anything, but it came to me that it would be a challenge because that's exactly what these times can be. They're all, they already can be challenging if you have no idea what time it is. You have no concept of timing, of lunations, of astrological years. You're just going, you're just going flying by the seat of your pants. You're making stuff up as you go. It's already difficult for that person who's ignorant of the times we're living in energetically. But even still, with those of us who are ahead of time, it's it's still been a challenge. This ain't been no run through the daisies and the lilies in the field. This has been wake your butt up and fight. 
<laughs> for your dream. <laughs> Rise up in the morning and fight to remain positive. Get up every day of this challenge and fight to stay ahead and, and make contact with my challenge overcomers, whether I feel like it or not. And, and and on the other side, the beautiful thing is on the other side of it, you get to see the fruits of your labor that people who, who had no idea and concept of it just is not even on their radar. And even people who did but didn't have that, you know, consistency and the challenge and the focus to and determination to see it, we get, me and my overcomers, challenge overcomers, we get to bask in that. And then set us set ourselves up with this new challenge that we're embarking upon as the Aries new moon begins uh, to really just complement that. Think of two bookends. If you only got one bookend, your books on the other end gonna fall over. Okay, so this Aries new moon 21 day challenge is gonna be a complement to that. You'll see in the description box for this episode the link to sign up for that. Um, it's a little bit more than it was for the first one because I'm giving my people that, that saw the vision when I did it the first time, I'm hooking them up. I'm, I'm, I'm Just like the universe, I'm congratulating them on walking by faith and not by sight. Now, you know, y'all know I came up out of this, the religiosity of, <laughs> of church. So trust me, when I say that, I'm speaking astrologically. When I'm talking about walking by faith, I'm talking about Pisces season, a season where stuff was hidden and in the background and behind the scenes and spiritual and you can't touch it or pin it down. And you know what I mean? I, when, when you can't see it, Really, because it's Pisces, and you still believe Pisces season was all about what you believe, then I got to reward that. I got to congratulate that. I got to congratulate that in, uh, in others as well as myself to say that's a powerful thing to just have an idea, to just have a thought, to just have a vision, to just have an imagination, to just have a belief and ride on that and put money on that to join them was doing this weekend. That's what we did when we were doing the um, when we were doing the the gratitude to success. You here to tell me that I was enjoying this gratitude to success class, and we're about to manifest things into our reality just based on being thankful for them. That's when the magic happens, y'all. Not when you believe pipe dreams. I'm not even getting into all that on this show today. I'm not going there with the church or the religiosity stuff because if you're sitting around waiting on the same person to come for thousands of years, I think God's trying to tell you something now. Now, if it takes you some cycles to manifest something in your um, reality, especially when you're gaining, every time you're gaining, you're building momentum, that's something different, especially us with this 21-day challenge. That first 21-day session was about the things we couldn't see, our beliefs, wrapping things up, endings, accepting, surrendering. So we could come into this Aries new moon season, this portion of the 21-day challenge, ready, knowing who we are. Aries is all about identity. Who are you? Are you a believer? (laughs) 
Um, I, I just wanted to touch bases with y'all on that before we jumped into the week ahead because I wanted to. I've 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 felt it. I've talked to some others who kind of feel the anxiousness. We're in an awkward place. We're like we're winding down Pisces new moon solar eclipse season. So we're about as far away from that as we we're going to get, but we're not quite to the Aries new moon yet. We got about five days left, a little less than five days. So we're in this in between period. We're in the cocoon and we don't like it. We can't breathe. We're claustrophobic. We want to get out. It's, it's squishy and nasty in here. And so I just want to encourage y'all. Um, it's a, it's the moon is void today until 9:28 p.m. tonight Central Time when it go it enters into Aquarius. That's going to be a, a likely when you rise up tomorrow, you're going to be feeling a bit refreshed, a bit revitalized. That's what the year Aquarius energy, um, the Uranus energy that rules. Aquarius, where the moon's going to be until Saturday rising when it goes into Pisces, that's the kind of feel that it has. It has a feel of spontaneity, change, definitely change. Now, it's not going to be that newness that's coming with the new moon, that kind of change, but it could be a refreshing kind of newer feeling um, that we're satisfied by. Let me help you real quick just to get a better picture of what you could be experiencing as of uh, late tonight or when you rise up tomorrow. Um, thank God, especially if you've been I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate person. You can tell with this airy sun in the environment around you, I'm sure, that people's passions are rising. Probably here by the new moon, they really going to be rose up. Um, for all to see. And Aries is a fire sign. Y'all know y'all's favorite astrologer is a Sagittarius, another fire sign. I got plenty of it in my chart, so I'm really fiery and passionate. Um, I also have uh, uh, some water in my chart, which tends to make me emotional. That doesn't mean weak. That doesn't mean crybaby. It means when I really feel something strongly, Tears may bust through my eyes. I don't want to cry. I'm not trying to cry. I'm not feeling weak. I, I Nine times out of ten, if I'm crying, I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm mad because <laughs> I know that I cannot act on my passions recklessly. I, I had bouts with that as a child where I was warned by my parents to watch my temper I better watch my temper and how I let my passions come out for I mess up and end up dead or in jail. And they fixed me. They fixed me. I haven't had like a flare up of a bad temper, I promise, since I was like a teenager. And my siblings bore the brunt of it. But, um, and, you know, growing, growing beyond that and learning those lessons, I learned how to harness my energy. Now, even in learning that, from time to time, the tears still come. That's just the passion. It got to come out some way. I can't whoop people. I can't beat people up. I can't go upside people's heads. So it comes out in tears. Don't let the tears fool you. The tears don't mean I'm a punk. The tears mean I'm not going upside your head right now. <laughs> so I'm letting it out in other ways. I don't always cry. 
I'm mentioning this, you guys, because tonight when the moon enters Aquarius, even if you have been a bit emotional, which is understandable, um, then that the Aquarius energy could calm it down. The Aquarius energy is not emo; it tends not to be that emotional, if if at all. It's a more detached because it can look at things objectively. Maybe here, like I said, as of when you rise up tomorrow, you you get a new. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's not new like the new moon, but you may get a sense of newness or revitalization or refreshing energy from being able, something's going to shift if it hasn't already. For me, it already has, thank God. Um, But something's going to shift for you where you get to see things from a more objective perspective, a more detached perspective, a more broader view. You may get, um, Aquarius can talk about flashes of insight. Something may occur to you. You may have a eureka or as Oprah terms it, an aha moment where a flash of insight comes and you get to see things from a new perspective, okay? That's what Aquarius moon is going to do for you. You may um, you may feel like breaking free, okay? I know when we're talking about um, spring breakthrough with today's title, that's more uh, – talking about the newness of the new moon and the breaking through that's going to come from that. But with the moon in Aquarius, as of um, later tonight, we're talking about breaking free, breaking out, okay, Um, uh, even outbursts. Maybe you do need to let something out. Maybe you need to get out, outside of the box Aquarius talks about, thinking outside of the box, getting outside of your comfort zone, getting um, into Aquarius governs anything we do with networks and groups. You may be satisfied to connect uh, with someone within the context of a group or a network, okay, especially between here and Saturday, uh, early rising when the moon goes into Pisces, okay? So, I mean, uh, Aquarius is an air sign. So by all means, take tonight and and through Saturday rising to Inhale and exhale some breaths of fresh air, air sign, breath of fresh air, new air. The air is different. Maybe you need to, like I said, outside of the box, outside of your comfort zone, varying your routine. It will likely emotionally satisfy you. We're talking about the moon here to do something different. Just do something different. If you've been setting up crying or if you've been setting up, you know, going through, uh, going round and round with the same people over the same issues, these are your few days, especially because when the moon goes into Pisces, that's that first sign. Thank God it's Pisces because it's that last sign before we go to the new moon in Aries. Just like we had the sun go through Pisces that we're wrapping up, that we've wrapped up, and now the sun's in Aries. The moon is going through Pisces as of Saturday rising until we get to Monday rising with the uh, moon going into Aries. So it's that same feel at that point. As of this Saturday rising, it'll be that same feel of winding down in Pisces, taking your rest, relaxing. Ain't no striving in Pisces. You're not working hard in Pisces. You're not starting anything in the last sign in Pisces. Um you are tending to your you're practicing extreme self care as of Saturday. Saturday, 
And Sunday, this weekend, I want you all to be focusing on preparing your energy for this new moon. This is a new moon in Aries. That means taking action, physically moving, doing something. And if you don't, it can mean arguments and accidents and frustration and war and bloodshed. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's about to get real super crucial. It's, it's, it's important now. Don't get it twisted. The sun's in Aries now. But it's about to really get critical. And I say that because, of course, if we're having an Aries new moon on Monday the 27th, guess what, y'all? Two weeks after that, we're having a full moon that's going to answer this new moon. The full moon is going to say, okay, as of the 27th, when the second 21-day challenge started, when y'all started planting new intentions and new seeds, new, new energy seeds, new energetic seeds, for what you want to see manifested as soon as two weeks from then at the full moon, that, that the, the universe is going to answer us. It always does. Every new moon, there's a new chance to plant so you can reap your harvest. It may not come to, if it's something huge, it may not come in two weeks. But you can begin to see some things. You can begin to see some things that are being answered by the energy you're putting out. That's why it's critical right now to not let, thank God, the moon is void in Capricorn. I'm not going to, me and Capricorn, we're going to work our thing out. I'm super Jupiter, which is the exact opposite of Saturn. So it's like my lifelong mission to like find some harmonious relationship with my complete and opposite energy. So y'all don't mind me. But me and Capricorn Moon, we had it out. And so um and it I and there was the the last quarter moon in Capricorn. What was that? On Monday? That was on Monday. The day spring season started. We had a quarter moon in Capricorn. And, yeah, that did turn a corner um, energetically for me um, on some things, but I just didn't like it. I didn't like that, <laughs> that uh, you know, shift. Uh, but it was necessary. It was necessary in order for me, just like the rest, the, all of us, the, these quarter moons, especially this last quarter moon, the last quarter moon before the new moon is like that. This, that's what this week is about. Since the quarter moon through the new moon on Monday, it's about that shift, that last shift to slough off the deadness, the dead weight, the pruning, the weeding, the excess, the trimming of the fat, because we can't take that into new moon and airy season. It don't belong there. This is going to die in in, in Virgo full moon season. Virgo full moon season, we just had Virgo full moon on uh, the 12th, okay? And that dies on the 27th when we have the Aries new moon. That's no longer in effect. We're in that still now. We're in the last four or, or so days of that now. So, yes, the moon is still waning. We're still shedding. We're still releasing. We're still letting go. We're still surrendering. We're still accepting. We're still forgiving. It's not yet time for the new, new, new yet. Just hold on. We're in the last four days. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> but um, 
it's critical to even re- to remain sensitive of that. It doesn't have to be hard. I know Capricorn Moon can be like a, it's known as being the taskmaster and the parent, and it can spank that ass. But uh, we're we're gonna get a little relief, I know, with this Aquarius moon, and th- I'm I'm sensing some relief with the moon's been void almost all day today, so I've sensed some relief just even with that. I've never really looked at void moons like that, but I'll definitely look at them differently going forward. Like, if you're just having a difficult time under a particular moon sign, boy, when that void moon comes, at least it's like it feels like a little breather. So. Um, what else we have going? Okay. Uh, Mercury squaring Pluto. I'm just going to go over this real quick before we jump into the week ahead just to remind you of what the remainder of this current week is feeling like, okay? Um, with the Mercury square to Pluto there on um, tomorrow night, it'll be exact 6.45 p.m. Central. Um, that's the deep thinking, okay? That's the deep thinking, the intense interactions with other people. That's the researching, investigating, you know, hopefully not going through people's phones and all that stuff. Hopefully the the researching and the investigative energy is being utilized uh, inwardly, is being utilized for you, searching out, researching and investigating uh, your own psychology, okay? Um, now, Pluto can be real extreme now. I want you all to watch out because it's a square. So when it's a square or an opposition, that means the lower manifestations of these energies can pop up, it seems like, easier in my observation, okay? And low vibrational Pluto can be obsessive. Low vibrational Pluto can be jealous. Low vibrational Pluto can be extreme, Low vibrational Pluto can be just some real deep, dark stuff that you really don't want to fool around with. That's why I say if you are going to access this Pluto energy consciously in a higher vibration, do some deep psychological analysis of your own self. Get into your own psychology. Dig deep and get intimate with you and your mind. It is Mercury that's squaring this Pluto. Get inside of your mind. Um, it almost reminds me of some low vibrational Virgo stuff where you're like over and don't over analyze, but don't over analyze. <laughs> um, when you over analyze uh, this this uh, particular Mercury square, Pluto can talk about like getting into conspiracy theories. It's probably that time you stay up looking up Illuminati stuff online all night. Like don't don't let the obsessiveness have you, your mind thrown off and have you wasting time, okay? Um, uh, Let's see. Yeah, it could be something real deep or dark or extreme that impacts and influences your mind to where you kind of don't have a choice but to kind of think of it and at least process through it. Um, uh, So that could be a potentiality of this. Um, also uncovering secrets, okay? You could you could come across a secret that you didn't even mean to uncover. You see what I'm saying? You Something could impact your mind, something real Pluto. So it might not be the highest manifestation, and it could Im- impact your Mercury, and you don't even plan for it to or, or initiate that, okay? 
Um, so keep be on the lookout that that could pop up in your awareness and your reality. And like I was talking to a mama's baby about earlier, when you're talking about Pluto, you're t- there's a sense of the mysterious. It, it mimics the 12th house Pisces um, uh, and Neptune. Pluto, which governs the 8th house in Scorpio, mimics that energy as it relates to the mysteriousness of it all, the metaphysical, the spiritual, the things you can't put your finger on and see. Can you see someone's psychology? In their behaviors and actions, maybe, yes, sometimes, but hell, I'm sure uh, the people that ended up in Jeffrey Dahmer's house, they when they looked at him, they didn't see a psychopath, serial killer. They just saw a person. So what I'm saying is that uh, if you endeavor to understand your own psychology as well as know that Pluto that governs Scorpio in the eighth house also talks about intuition. It, it's, a, it, it's a water energy. So I promise you, even if they couldn't see it on him, if they were in tune spiritually, that gut would have been going off, lit up on fire, get the hell out of this man's house, run, go tell somebody something. Y'all, y'all, they said the police that came there said they, when they opened up his house, they smelt the dead bodies decaying. But they said these, um, these victims of his, they, they, they weren't studying that. They were studying, they, the, they, he lured them in apparently with the promise of like drugs and alcohol and stuff. So, that comes into play too. That's why it's beneficial to study your own psychology because you'll begin to see where your vices and hang-ups and psychology may be playing a part if you happen to be later on this week experiencing some of these manifestations of this Mercury square Pluto transit, okay? One of the keys for Pluto is Honesty. Be honest with yourself. If if you know these young young people that ended up in this house, I mean they they just wanted drugs and alcohol. That's that's the truth. That and you see where a compulsion like that, an obsession. We talking about Pluto here. You see how you see how Pluto talks about our motivations. If they if their motivation was really to get to know Jeffrey, we're just gonna call him Jeff or Jeff. If their motivation was really to get to know Jeff on a personal level and befriend him, they they he probably wouldn't have been interested in them. They probably wouldn't have ended up being his victim because he wasn't looking for a friend. He was looking for a victim, his next victim, so he could feed his deep dark desires based on his twisted psychology. So I'm reminding you definitely to take the high road, which just means honor your motivations. If you Look, be honest with yourself. If you, you know, have these deep, twisted, dark desires and fantasies, keep it real with yourself. People get into trouble when they try to when they're riddled with shame and guilt, and so they try to cover stuff up. You gonna kill somebody because they almost found out your deep dark secret? Really? No, fool with people who fool with you on that level. Fool with people who you don't have to keep that kind of secret from, and nobody has to get hurt. 
Pluto governs all things taboo. Get get with you some people that fool with your kind of taboo. They used to have a TV show came on about it. Every episode was a different quote unquote taboo, and these people were clearly not alone. You're not the only one. Jeffrey wasn't the only one. It's so many dang serial killers going down in history. But it's when you feel the need to hide stuff and and when you get, you know, real obsessive and you can't healthily express your deep and intimate desires that Pluto talks about, that's when folks mess up and end, end up uh, getting lethal injections because they decided they weren't going to try to understand their own psychology. They were just going to let the the crazy psychology that they had run rampant, and, and, and they were going to encroach upon other people's. These people didn't ask. If they said they wanted to die, that's something different. You've heard of assisted suicide. If somebody's saying, I want you to help me kill myself, that's different from somebody thinking, I'm about to go have a good time, and they end up un- under some uh, floorboards in, in the man's closet. So take the high road as it relates to this Mercury square Pluto transit here that's exact tomorrow. Uh, maintain an open mind. And don't argue for the sake of arguing. Don't Pluto is Mars's higher octave. So if Mars is already the Mars, the same Mars that governs this airy season we're in, that talks about on the low side uh, um, arguments and fights and bloodshed and war and all that stuff, and Pluto is Mars's higher octave. That's what I'm saying. It gets deep when you're talking about when you add when you're talking about Pluto. Mars is higher octave, so this is Mercury squaring that Pluto, and and I'm admonishing you um, not to argue for the sake of arguing. Uh, If anything, allow, like I was telling my mama's baby, whatever comes up, deep-seated desires, internal motivation, your your psychology, whatever comes up, ugly or not. That's that old religious stuff that wants you to label what comes up. Oh, this is a sin. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is wrong. Even if it's a desire to kill somebody, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying a desire to kill somebody is good. Listen to me. If If a desire to kill yourself I don't care what it is. If it comes up, it wants you to deal with it. Honestly, open-hearted, open-minded, head on. Not stuff it back. Oh, no, that's not right. That's not Can't do that. Uh Uh-uh, stuff that back down. Because, baby, all that's going to happen. If I just told you Pluto is Mars's higher octave, now ask me what happened when you stuff down Mars margin desires. That's just regular old passion and sex. That's just your regular old everyday energy. Now imagine if you stuff down some old Pluto desires, your deep internal motivations. It ain't going nowhere. It's just going to bubble up in some other form. The temper I used to have as a child, that was just frustrate. I was frustrated. I didn't feel like I could express myself openly. In, in my home because of a lot of the religious context that was prevalent there. But as I began to 
uh, I definitely was active in sports and school and even the arts. Uh, we were not allowed really over the um, summer break to just sit around the house and watch TV. So we were always involved in some kind of like program. We stayed busy. And that helps, not just busy for the sake of busy, because if you're st- if you're staying busy but you're suppressing, then the, you, it's it, it's still gonna come out. It's still gonna come out. The the thing about it is is to be focused on expressing, being able, putting yourself in a position. Look, find you some people that like what you like and do what you do, to where you can express it healthily, and nobody has to get hurt. Nobody has to end up in jail. If you really truly have a desire to kill yourself or anyone else, I'm here to tell you that really is a desire to transform. I've dealt with, uh, in my lifetime, I've dealt with suicidal tendencies and, you know, that, that was when I was younger and I did not know how what it was. I did not know how to express that energy. And, and when you're feeling hopeless, you're not really hopeless, but you're feeling that way because you don't see other options. You don't see you don't see that there are people just like you going through what you're going through that can relate, that you can connect with. The moon will be still be in Aquarius at this point and it may help you going through this time of this transit, this this energy of Mercury Square Pluto. It may help you to connect with others. That's what Aquarius energy is all about, networking, groups. You may look online and be surprised what you find that's in the area of of, of your desires, your deep, intimate desires and motivations. Uh, damn near can guarantee it is so much out here now. So I promise you somebody was right up your alley. And you can probably, Aquarius is about technology. You could probably connect with them, the group, the people online, and take it from there, meetup.com. You can meet up with people who are interested in the same stuff you're interested in and probably live in your area. So there are options. There are options. Pluto is it, it's watery, it's deep, and you can you can get taken over by those waters real easily. But that's why I'm encouraging y'all to look at it just from a different perspective, to where you don't have to hide it. It doesn't have to always be behind the veil, because it it is in those dark places behind the veil that you can you can mess your own self up. You can convince yourself of something that's not even true. You can be obsessing over something that's actually nothing. You can be jealous of nothing. When I say nothing, it has no basis in reality. You made it up. That's why Pluto talks about psychological issues. And I'm encouraging people, everybody to uh, get inside of their own psychology and deal with what if, 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 like I said, it could be something that comes up for you that you're not even digging for. But whatever it is, if you're digging for it or if it just comes up, by all means, deal with it, okay? The next day I did tell, mention to you all um, that Mercury is opposing Jupiter, 6.45 a.m. Central on Friday. And here's, you know, this energy of our mind again, but now opposing Jupiter, which can, you know, talk about big ideas. Jupiter is expanding Mercury, mind, mental, communication, communications being expanded, thoughts, ideas, paperwork, uh, 
um, travel, local travel, you know, phone calls, messages. So big ideas, grand plans. Um, Jupiter is the great benefic, so it gives us a little relief from this heavy, deep, dark Pluto energy to where we we have access to feeling optimistic and sociable. I mean, the energy is kind of there at the same time with Pluto and Jupiter um, impacting Mercury, but if you're handling your Pluto like we need to, if you're getting in touch with your own psychology and, you know, you're expressing your power. Pluto also talks about power, and you're expressing that power as it benefits you and those around you. And you're, uh, uh, we, with Pluto also talking about transformation, with it impacting Mercury, transforming our thinking, transforming our plans, transforming our movements, will travel, okay, um, then it can it can. It can be a beautiful time. I hope I didn't scare you too bad with the square to Pluto. I just had to keep it real because that's Pluto. Pluto is not playing with nobody. And so if you're going to, if you see it pop up, I wanted y'all to be ready for it and know what to do. You're not going to war with people. You're not um, playing any mind games or um, having power struggles or trying to control anybody. You're controlling you and your mind and your movements. Okay, your plans, your ideas. With the opposition to Jupiter, you could have a lot of ideas and you could cover a lot of ground, um, but it may benefit you to narrow your view, okay, at this time and take on fewer projects. This is not the time to, we're not even at new moon and Aries season yet. We still got a few days left to go. This is definitely not the time where you're adding more to your plate, adding more to your mental to carry around in that Mercury mental, uh-uh, because um, Jupiter is wanting to expand it, but the opposition makes it, it can be a tug of war or it can be the perfect balance. Um, Jupiter is really broad and expansive, and our minds with the opposition to Jupiter can miss a lot of details because Jupiter don't want to see details. Jupiter wants to see the big picture. So with that, we may be seeing the big picture and not all the details involved, and, and you could easily sign up to take on stuff that you really, in reality, can't take on or handle taking on because you don't see all the details that go along with what this big, beautiful picture you're seeing is, okay? Um, if it's an important decision, Mercury rules the decisions, the paperwork, the signing on the dotted line. If it's something important, business negotiation, uh, I definitely would have a second pair of eyes, look over any contract you got to sign, or a professional pair of eyes, okay? Now, Jupiter is the great benefic, so it can be beneficial. There could be some opportunities for success, but with the opposition that Mercury is forming to Jupiter, there's a, uh, there's a higher potential of overconfidence, thinking we can handle, you know, cause just because just we don't know all the details, or even greed, just because we don't see all the details and we just got delivered this big picture. And, you know, somebody was banking on us not seeing the details, uh, which could end up leading to embarrassment or loss, okay? So whatever your plans are, be open to question them. Whatever come, drops in your lap is an opportunity, be open to question it. Um, 
or challenge it, you know, that can only make it better or stronger. If it's the real deal, you questioning or challenging it ain't going to mess it up. It's just going to put you in a better position to be a knowledgeable or a informed, uh, you know, either buyer or purchaser or partner or whatever you're signing up for, okay? If somebody's not try- out to, you know, greedy and out to get get you, they, they're not going to be offended because you want to look at it for a little while longer or ha- let another pair of eyes look at it or whatever it is. Um, then on Saturday, early rising, really late, late, late Friday night, um, 12.56 a.m. on Saturday, the moon does go void for four hours and ten minutes, likely, unless you're, like, up partying or something, uh, you'll be resting. And so by the time you rise up, at 5.06 a.m., the moon does enter Pisces. While the moon is void, the sun does its alignment with Venus. This is one of the alignments I've been waiting on. I love it when the sun aligns with Venus. It's just It just feels beautiful, you know. Venus is beauty. Venus is love and, and our values and it's art and it's so our social you know, environment, um, friendships, relationships of all kinds, partnerships, and the sun, of course, just shining a light on it. Now, Venus is retrograde, um, and so the sun is aligning with a retrograde Venus, um, but it's only going to highlight a lot of the Venus retrograde uh, things that have been popping up for us. Um, I don't know about you, but... I just told you Venus rules, you know, friendships and relationships of all kinds. And I hear even just in the past week since Venus has been retrograde, um, uh, Venus went retrograde, y'all. Let me just remind you on, if y'all could see my calendar, y'all would just laugh at me. Uh, It went retrograde on the 4th at 3.02 a.m., okay? That was a Saturday, the 4th. and so it's been retrograde for a while, but here in this last week, it's like so crazy. Retrograde can bring things back to you. That's why when Mercury is retrograde and they say, uh-oh, the X's might come back, well, heck, even more so with Venus retrograde because Venus actually rules relationship. Mercury rules communications. That's why you could hear back from an old flame or something like that, this old friend. But, yeah, Venus retrograde, I ran into two friends that I hadn't seen in forever and I'm actually hooking up with one of them. We're going to a concert here next week. So um, uh, Venus, the sun aligning with this retrograde Venus could really highlight some of the retrograde um, themes, the Venus retrograde themes. I also want to mention that in our week ahead, we're going to be talking about this new moon in Aries. I can't wait. I, I halfway just want to skip to it now. But... Um, the new moon in Aries is going to be conjunct Venus retrograde. That's why when I'm telling y'all that here at the end of the week, the sun and Venus line up exactly as they're beginning to separate, but they're still really close, the moon joins the sun. So then it's the moon and the sun that's really close to Venus retrograde and not just the sun by itself. So this new moon, in Aries, which, of course, is going to be affecting us for at least the next month ahead, okay? And 
you know, really when you think about it, we only get one new moon in Aries a year. So depending on where it's hitting in your chart, it's affecting you in that area for the next year ahead. When it comes to, you know, manifestations, you could see that, like I said, as soon as that full moon in Libra, just two weeks after the Aries new moon, or if it's something that takes longer, we're going to have a full moon in Aries six months from now. So you see, hopefully you see by now that our seeds of intention, our seeds, especially here in Aries season, our seeds of action, and the things you even that you can't see are seeds of thought and prayer. It matters. It matters. It's, there's going to be a, a, an effect that corresponds to the cause. The cause is this Aries new moon season that we're embarking upon. And um, Venus retrograde clearly is going to play a significant role in that. If this ain't your ordinary new moon in Aries where, you know, it's, it's new, 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 new. It could be, it's likely going to be a lot of newness, but likely with Venus retrograde attached to it, it's going to be a lot of renewed energy, renewal. Some people could be getting back together. It could happen. Some people could be reuniting. Y'all see I just reunited with some old friends. And so that's what Venus retrograde is talking about. Also money, not just love and relationships, but money. Some some uh, opportunities to obtain finances could show itself. I'll be talking to um, definitely two specific signs when I go through the horoscopes for the new moons that I, for the new moon in Aries that I definitely want y'all to pay attention to your money. Two specific signs, okay? Because something could be coming back to you that way, or you could be having a chance to take another look, a closer look. Retrogrades are about reevaluating, reassessing, reviewing, taking a second look at something. That's why some people could be getting back together, and or and some people could be really, you know, breaking up for good. It could be the reassessing and the reevaluating, reevaluating and the reviewing that lets you know once and for all that you know what. By the time Venus stations direct, I'm, I'm, you know, ain't no looking back, ain't no turning back, ain't no going back. It's over. Venus is retrograding Aries, mind you. Aries is about self. The reevaluating, the reassessing, the reviewing that we're doing, we're doing that for the sake of us, and that's. It, that's perfectly all right. We're doing that for the sake of self. What is going to be a good decision for me? That's the new 21-day challenge we're doing that's based strictly within the context of this Aries new moon, new moon season. It's going to be all about self and me. And then we'll have here at the full moon in Libra that's all about others, we'll get a chance to see how taking care of self ends up impacting our relationship with other people. Maybe that's why somebody comes back is because they see, well, dang, they done moved on with their life. They ain't worried about me. They don't, 
set up her and you know what I mean? That's attractive. That's an attractor. If you're always neglecting self for the sake of others, you go, this is going to be a miserable time of the year for you. This is a time of year that's all about self. Ain't no other without, ain't no seventh house of others without the starting at the first house of self. We're setting off the entire new astrological year here. It starts with us. Um, Sun conjunct Venus does shine a light on relationships, creativity, um, affection. Um, you know, you're radiating warmth and friendliness, and you can expect that back, okay? Um, just because Venus is retrograde, it just may come from, you know, familiar uh, places. Um, it's likely not going to be anything brand new, Um Typically, on a sun alignment with Venus, a relationship that starts at under that alignment should ideally work out. Um, with the Venus retrograde, it could if it was maybe not a brand-new person. So I would just look at that like on a case-by-case basis to interpret that. Uh, with the sun on Venus, like I said, the money, attracting material goods. Um, just as much as you're attracting warmth and friendliness from people based on the warmth and friendliness you're giving out. Uh, once again, the good, the material goods that come to you could be either something you've been working on, like let's just say you've been working on getting money from X, place X, you know, and it just, just hasn't been working out. And then here during this time, through review, reassessment, maybe on the part of that institution or person, they you don't know that. You can't see that. But maybe the sun on Venus shines a light on that for you or for them, and they, you know, take another look at it. Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and approve her. You know what? Let's go ahead and cut that check. You know, and then here a week or two later, like, oh, shit, when did they cut this check? Dang, that was close to the alignment, you know? I've been observing this stuff for so long, y'all. Y'all just, ooh, it's amazing. Um, now, Venus. Low vibrational can be like lazy because Venus brings the ease and the comfort. And so if you get got business to handle and take care of, um, you know, monitor that. If you already have a tendency towards being lazy and overly indulgent, like, you know, you normally do get like three slices of cake, all of that can be really exaggerated around this time. So just monitor the, that, watch out for that. Um, you know, partying, spending, gluttony, if you take it too far under this influence, you will, you know, feel the impact of that. Um, and then, yeah, the moon enters Pisces, Saturday rising. I want y'all to just let yourself be this weekend. Saturday and Sunday is going to be about being. It's going to be about allowing and being so by the time Monday rising comes and it's time to move forward on these new moon and Aries objectives, that you are in a mind, a heart, and a space spiritually to do that. If you try to start some stuff this weekend when Pisces moves, say end it, you're going to find out. If you try to exert a whole lot of Aries margin energy when Pisces say sit down and just be and meditate and pray, you're going to find out. So you heard it here first. This is the weekend to wrap things up, 
Don't put anything on the schedule that you just don't absolutely have to have on there and just be. This is the weekend to download any messages for your soul through symbols, through music, through images, through art, through dance, through film, through photography, play, theater, nourishing your imagination, any kind of creative focus, forgiveness, um, transcending you know, the everyday and rising above and, and just experiencing the sublime and deeply listening, okay? This is the weekend for that long soak. This is the weekend to go down to the water, down by the riverside, okay, and leave your troubles all behind. You can rest your troubled mind down by the riverside, okay? This is the weekend to take in, do your little movie marathon where you go to the movie and you Stay there for two, three movies. This is that weekend. This is the weekend for meditation or retreats or being solitary, getting a massage, um, or being selfless, getting in the position you need to be in by helping somebody else get in the position they need to be in. Maybe they just need to hear your voice. Maybe they just need to see your face. Maybe they just need a hug, everything. Whenever we're talking about selflessness, we're not always talking about giving to a charity or dropping stuff off at the homeless shelter. It could just be extending yourself to towards making a phone call. So this is the weekend for that, okay? Um, it's an, Pisces is emotional energy, but uh, it's also intuitive. So you can really tap into some things that you may need to um, if you give yourself the time and the space to do that. All righty, drum roll. We are now into our week ahead, um, Sunday, uh, March 26th through Saturday, April the 1st. Um, y'all, I don't want to take any chances. I want we got we're at the halfway mark for the show, and I don't want to take any chances. So I'm gonna jump to the new moon in Aries information, and then I'll backtrack to catch us up. Okay, the new moon happens on Monday, the 27th, and once I get through that, I will try to at least get y'all through. Wednesday the 29th, so when I get back here Wednesday next week, I can take take you the rest of the way, okay? That's my goal. Let's go for it and see how we do. All right, new moon in Aries is at 7 degrees. If you have anything um, or near 7 degrees Aries in your natal chart, this new moon will impact you once again for the next month ahead during Aries new moon season potentially for the next six months ahead till we have the Aries full moon. And likely you need to just go ahead and assume it's going to affect you for the year ahead until we have a new moon in Aries again and you get to make some different decisions based on your results from this time around, okay? Um, new moons are talking about the ends of cycles. The new moon in Aries, like I've stated already before, automatically and necessarily denotes the end of Pisces' new moon cycle, okay? Um, a whole new 28-day cycle. Now, this is the, cycle, uh, the time of the new cycle 
that talks about all things being new, that talks about all possibilities being on the table for the 21-Day Challenge overcomers that are uh, stepping into this second phase of the challenge. It's talking about everything that we focused on ending last 21, um, last not only 28-day cycle, but those 21 days, but a burst of energy and initiative for this new one that has a whole nother feel to it. The feel on this one is passion. The feel on this one is boldness. The feel on this one is newness. Aries in itself represents the energy of new. It's the very first sign of the zodiac. Um, it's a great time during a new moon to make a fresh start, okay? It's an amazing time during a new moon to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to break it down for all of the signs. Listen out for your sun, moon, and rising for some ideal areas that are in line with your energy naturally that you can have some fresh starts in. You can turn over some new leaves. You can start a new project. Now, Venus retrograde is on it, so, you know, as it, as it relates to, you know, you may want to review, reassess, and reconsider what you value. That's Venus, too, not just love and money or relationships and money. It's also what you value. You may want to reconsider what, you, what your values are, how you value yourself, your self-esteem, your feelings of worthiness about yourself, as it relates to these new things you may be wanting to start or renew, okay? All possibilities are on the table. The chalkboard is clean. You can write anything you want on the board as of March 27th at the new moon in Aries. It's going to be exact. I'll give you all the exact time. Uh, 9.57 p.m. Central. Okay, 9.57 p.m. Central. Uh, Anything from last season, Pisces, New Moon, Eclipse season, anything from the last astrological year, which just ended, anything from the last eight-year cycle of eclipses that we just wrapped up, that's all out the window. That's all... In the past, that's all over and done with. It's about that new, new right now, talking about the Aries new moon, okay? Old behaviors, old habits, old ways of doing and being, old beliefs, they all up for renewal. You know when something come up for renewal, if you don't renew it, you, you just, it's over, if you don't renew your license, if you, you don't get to legally drive, even in these different professions, if you don't keep up on them renewals, you don't get to practice your profession. It's not a joke. It's not a game. It's real life. And so just like that, the energy of this Aries new moon says that everything up until now is up for renewal. You can renew it if you'd like, or you can do something completely new, okay? Um, This is a time to question everything before now 
and allow yourself to open up to new and inventive ways of getting what you want. Maybe you haven't gotten what you want before now because you were going about it the wrong way. Don't get frustrated with God. (laughs) Don't get frustrated with the universe. Don't even get frustrated with yourself. Take divine advantage of a clean slate, of a clean board, and write something new or write it in a new way or reassess it and revisit it and review it with a different pair of eyes and come at it from a new angle. We're impacting many cycles to come right now. Don't let that scare you and put pressure on you like, oh, my God, I have to choose. Any new moon is going to be the same. You, you're, going, you're throwing up a whole bunch of stuff and you're seeing what sticks. You'll know what sticks by the time Libra full moon comes. Oh, you'll know what sticks when the light of the full moon shows you what's sticking. But Aries is brave. Aries is courageous. Shout out to my beautiful Aries sisters. I love you all so much. And uh, those are some brave sisters. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to try something new. They're not afraid to start over. They're not afraid to scrap a bad idea and come up with a new one. If you know an Aries, like, you know how this works. There's no fear. Fearless. So the influence. Um, of this new moon is going to last through the next new moon, which is going to be on April the 26th. Um, But the best time for really putting all the energy you have, come on, Aries is about taking action. We're not writing things down is is taking action. Don't get me wrong. But then taking action on what you wrote down, it never, in any other season, it is not as important and vital for the outcome that you're desiring that it is right now. That's why I'm just part two of the 21-day challenge. Like, look, we need, you need, you probably going to need or want some accountability all the days leading up to that full moon, which the 21 days will encompass that, and it will go a little bit um, beyond that as well uh, to kind of encourage you, empower you, strengthen you, uh, inspire you toward where you're headed. It's going to take bravery. It's going to take courage. It's going to take assertiveness, okay? It's going to take getting up early to catch that worm, all of that. Uh, but the moon is waxing. While the moon is waxing, appearing bigger, more light being shed from the moon through that full moon, that's when it's the energy is, and that's the energy you want to plant in. Plant in a season where the energy is getting stronger and bigger. I've, the actions that you're going to be taking to show the universe this is what you want more of, you want to reap a harvest on these actions? You want these actions to grow a harvest for you? This is that season that we're coming up on with the new moon um, in Aries. Um, like I told you all, the main aspects to this new moon is going to be that Venus retrograde. Um, so focusing on your values, focusing on your inner peace, focusing on your inner harmony, is going, focusing on your self-esteem, 
and your feelings of worthiness are going to dramatically impact what you get back. The full moon in Libra, Libra is governed by Venus, so Venus is going to be on that too. This is talking about valuing yourself enough, especially with Venus retrograde in Aries, valuing yourself enough, ourselves enough to revisit, review, reevaluate, reassess our values as it relates to us within the context of relationships. Your relationship to anybody, parents, children, partner, who are you within the context of your relationships? Do you like who you are in the context of your relationships? Would you like to change it? Lucky for you, we're in the, coming up on an Aries new moon season where that is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be, things are up for change. Things are up for renewal. You may renew the relationship, you may not. It may have played itself out last season, which the new moon in Aries is the line of demarcation for. If you want somebody to come into your new season with you, first it factor in the you in that partnership and who you have to be in order to be satisfied in the relationship, because it's Libra, the, the energy of relationships where the full moon is coming two weeks after this new moon is going to show, show it for you, fully illuminated. These full moons do not be playing. And so, especially as it relates to the things, I told y'all even last full moon in Virgo, Virgo governs uh, an element of women and goddess energy. And here I go manifesting and didn't even intend to, not consciously. I mean, subconsciously, I can always appreciate, you know, getting around like-minded group of women, but that just happened. So I'm, when I'm t- talking to y'all about the themes of these signs that these lunations are occurring in, it is real. The new moon in Aries is about self, selfish, you, I, me. With the Venus retrograde on it, me, I, my values, what I value, what's valuable to me. My worthiness, my pricelessness in the context of these relationships. Other people that you're in relationship with, they should be doing the same thing. If they're not, I bet you it's going to show up at that full moon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, ex-lovers coming back could, you know, influence your new moon season. So you may have to end up having to factor that in, okay? You may have to factor in even meeting somebody new. You could. I'm not saying you can't meet somebody new. I wouldn't start. If I did meet somebody (laughs) during a Venus retrograde, I would kind of, I would take it slow enough to where we're not actually initiating things sexually, even an official first date, 
you know, you can't help when you meet somebody, but that's not a first date. That's just when y'all met. I would, you know, take things slow enough to where we're holding off. Uh, the uh, Venus turns direct April 15th, okay? So I would at least save them off, you know, where we're just talking on the phone and exchanging messages. And then, yeah, after the 15th, it's like, okay, we can go out now. <laughs> so, um and and if that's what you're into, then you may like the, this aspect of Venus retrograde on the new moon, like instant attraction and whirlwind romances. Like maybe the fling is your thing, and so I'm not going to judge that. This this energy will be right up your alley. Um, just choose carefully. We are once again we're talking about me, self, I, and values. If you value flings, that's your thing. If you value uh, long-term relationships and committed partnerships, then once again, the suggestion is to choose carefully, okay, what options you take, decide to take. Uh, the, when I talked to you all about Venus retrograde before, I just said don't be hasty. Just If, if, if the opportunity is going to leave <laughs> and not be available like, after April 15th, then that just goes to show you what quality, what kind of value is on that option. It ain't very valuable if it ain't going to be around in a couple of weeks. So uh, take your time. Take your time with yourself, okay, especially if you don't want things to end, you know, in, in, in a crappy way. Take your time. Um and then even with the Venus retrograde, you can just kind of talk about delays in that area, delays with money, because everybody's reassessing and reevaluating and kind of reviewing things. It just may be, it may be till after April 15th that things pop off financially, relationally. Okay, so take it slow, and 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 you work. Aries is about you anyway. Once again, we're looking at us, me, I, you, in the context of these relationships. The emphasis is on I, Aries, self. Uh, if you are in a relationship, you know, um, it may be the reevaluating, revisiting, reviewing of self that impacts the relationship, likely positively. It may not be moving ahead full steam right now because Venus is retrograde, but that's a pro- that's that's part of being in a in a relationship. It goes through phases and stages. Okay, the key is going to be self love. The key is going to be you. I don't care if you're in a relationship or not. The key is going to be self love, patience. Okay, and 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 being sensitive to what time it is, being sensitive to these time cycles that we're in, lunations, retrogrades, all that, and that likely, if you're sensitive to that self-love, patience, and good timing, it's likely going to increase the chances that you have a positive outcome with the, with your relationship with yourself and others. Um. Uh, Jupiter square Pluto uh, and Mars sextile Neptune are playing a part in this 
lunation as well, okay, not just the Venus retrograde. So uh, with the Mars sextile to Neptune, Mars is our sex, our energy, our actions that we take in a mildly harmonious aspect, the sextile to Neptune, unconditional love, spirituality. Um, So this can definitely talk about, you know, the potential to meet a soulmate the potential to connect with the soulmate, even if you've already met them, okay? Um, Mars sextile Neptune can talk about an ideal time for romance or being attracted romantically to people who are more spiritual or mystically alluring, you know, um, um, getting uh, being more in tune with somebody because of the spiritual connection or the spiritual development. You may be attracted to somebody because of their level of spiritual development, and that gets your margin energy and passions flowing, okay? Um, Neptune, I love when Neptune and Mars hook up because Mars can be so abrasive and so assertive that Neptune can kind of just soften that. So you can see that kind of energy playing out within yourself or with others, you know, the softer side of yourself or others coming out. The more spirit, it doesn't have to be soft like weak or a punk, but soft like, um, soft like spiritual, soft like accepting, soft like um, forgiving and understanding, compassion, Okay which is quite powerful. Y'all know from Pisces season and Neptune that Neptune energy ain't no punk. (laughs) You got to be a bad mofo to carry the rest of the 11 signs on your back like Pisces does, which is governed by Neptune. All right, Jupiter square Pluto uh, uh, surrounding this lunation of the Aries new moon uh, talks about you wanting to succeed, okay? It talks about you wanting to reach your goals, you know, me and my 21-day challenge overcomers that are opting in for this second and final round of challenge as we powerfully break through into our new year ahead, um, you know, we want to succeed, and we want to succeed big. We don't have no small goals. This is not, this is like, if we get, if we, these goals, we talking shit, (laughs) it's on. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. So the Jupiter square Pluto talks about that energy for sure of of, of wanting to achieve success, power, and influence. Uh, it's just that it's a square and it's Pluto, which we've discussed already in this show. <laughs> so when you're talking about challenging aspects involving Pluto, it could be that where, you know, you don't give a damn how you get to success or influence or power. You, you will chop heads off, you will make heads roll, you will hurt people's feelings, you don't give a damn, long as you succeed, <laughs> long as you rise to power. I'm sure uh, the current, you know, uh, POTUS could follow, I, I'm sure I could find something real similar to this energy in his chart. I'm sure I could, because this talks about ruthless determination, corruption, and greed, which could get you exactly what you want. We're not going to act like it can't. And it could get you there probably quicker if you're willing to manipulate, control, and, and, and get over on people to get there. You could even get more out of it than you intended to. But if it costs you your soul, 
that's a pretty high price to pay for it, okay? So let the price that you pay for the success that you want, including the 21-Day Challenge Overcomers, let the price that we pay be the price that it takes. Do the deep psychological. We're talking about Pluto here. We want to vibrate higher, not low on Pluto on some old corrupted, you know, BS. We want to come at Pluto where we're doing what we got to do for us that's going to benefit us and others down the road. I just told you two weeks from this point is going to be a Libra others full moon. What we're doing now is not just for us. That's how that's how you can take some of that stanky motivation out of it that deals with, like, getting over on people because if you want the best for yourself and, and all others that is involved with you, then you're not going to sell your soul for a bowl of stew. You're not going to sell your soul for the presidency. You're not going to sell your soul for whatever your goal is. You're going to do what you got to do. Pluto is power. We got only those pitiful people that don't know that they really have power think that they have to get over on somebody else or manipulate their power to get what they want. That's weak. That is weak. That is a punk. That's horrible. And I don't judge it anymore because I feel like some people came here to be horrible, so I'm not even going to crap on them. Come do your horrible thing and fulfill your destiny as a horrible person and and we're going to continue to do what we do over here. And so um, Mars sextile Neptune can likely help just because that is a spiritual aspect and it is involving the actions that we take. So that may help us to kind of stay out of trouble with our desires if we're attracting, you know, um, uh, levels of spirituality that is more developed, okay, that's more mystical, that's more, that has a sense of rightness and things that are acceptable (laughs) attached to it, okay. Um, People, celebrities that were born at a new moon in Aries, Rodney King um, and Brian Shaw, who's a basketball player. So let's get into these horoscopes, and I'm breaking it down sign by sign. Y'all know whatever energy that illumination is happening in, I start with that sign. So new moon in Aries. Aries, you're up first, just like y'all like it. <laughs> um, this new moon can definitely, once again, with the Venus retrograde spotlight, any Venus retrograde things that you can already be experiencing. If you're already experiencing my precious Aries uh, energy surrounding reviewing relationships, reviewing and reassessing financial opportunities, all those can be even more so highlighted at the new moon. But uh it retrogrades can talk about when you're utilizing them to your advantage, taking a second look at or giving a second chance to something related to that theme. So this could be a new moon Aries where you take a second chance or reconnect with your heart with um within with anything really because it's in your sign. So even more so the 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 possibilities are endless. Whatever you want to have a second chance with or at or reconnect to that you were connected to before, 
uh, this could be that. Now, a new moon, so this new moon is happening in your first house, Aries, the first house of self, okay? So it could be in reconnecting with, even if it's not a person or a relationship, even reconnecting with your heart. Like I said, this is about Aries with with Aries new moon, with the Venus retrograde, is about self and values. What do I value? What is that valuable about me? Okay? And so this is a really powerful um, place to have a new moon at. For you, Aries, for sure, it's impacting your year ahead. I guarantee it. And so you may reconnect with something as it relates to you. You may reinvent some portion of yourself or just get the idea of yourself, you know, new look. I, I would... You know, Tisha Campbell is a very good um, example of why you don't get an entire new look during a Venus retrograde. They let her have the little bit I saw because, like I said, I am on social media in my uh, mama daughter astrology capacity, so you just see stuff. And I saw that picture of her. I'm like, no, doesn't she have an astrologer that told, that could have told her don't? Chop off all of your hair in a Venus retrograde because social media is going to roast you to no end. Like, I don't think they liked her new haircut because they just had somebody put, oh, God, I hate memes. Somebody put that was her payback for getting the Martin show canceled or whatever. It's like, uh-uh. That, so that's, I'm telling you, Aries, this is not – I know it's happening in your first house of appearance and how others see you, but it may be, especially with Venus retrograde, it may be an old look that you reconnect to, an old look that you give a second chance to, a look that you've had before. Maybe it's different from the one you have right now, so it's, it's newer or it's going to be renewed, but it's not completely new. You get it, Aries? Okay especially as it pertains to expressing yourself as well as presenting yourself. Cancer, Cancer, this new moon for you is all about that life direction, okay, all about your goals, where you're headed, your public responsibility, you being seen and in the spotlight, um, the public eye, so to speak. Uh it definitely, it, like old goals, just like an old look for Aries, something pertaining to their appearance, for you it would be like old goals, old career goals. Maybe um, 10th house is not necessarily a money house, but it can it can affect your money, okay, especially in ways that you're being responsible, especially in ways that you're, um, you know, structuring your life and, uh, you know, um, being practical and focusing on the direction your life is going in, it definitely could be a time for you where you're planting new seeds of intention and taking actions, new actions uh, in the direction of maybe some old goals or or maybe an old career or maybe a direction your life was headed in before and you revisited, okay? Um, Any kind of goals for, you know, success, 
Um, any that include even self-discipline, 10th house is the house where um, Saturn has rulership. So it's not necessarily the most fun house. That's what I was saying earlier in the show about the moon being in Capricorn earlier in the week, which is governed by the 10th house in Saturn. Um, it may not be the most fun month ahead for you, Cancer, but you can get a lot done, especially if you're willing to review, revisit, and take another look at um, some things that maybe you've even been successful at in the past that you can take a look at or reincorporate and get gain some new, squeeze some fresh juice out of some old successes. Okay, Cancer? It, it looks good for you um, as it just relates to making progress, okay? You can make progress. If you're trying to do something brand new, Cancer, maybe, maybe not, you know, but if you're, if you're revisiting something that you've been successful at before, the, it's looking like you could squeeze some more um, juice out of it, okay? Libra, you're next. Libra, for you, uh, this new moon in Aries with the Venus retrograde attached to it um, can talk about relationships, which is all things Libra anyway. We're going to have a full moon in your sign a couple of weeks after this lunation. So you really can impact what you experience, what you get to enjoy at that full moon, your full moon, if you put in the good work now, okay? The work that you're putting in it has to do with relationships. And it, it's, like I said, with the Venus retrograde on it, you're very ruler retrograde. You may be feeling a little out of sorts because your ruler is retrograde, but you really have a divine opportunity. I want you to, I know, I know, I know, I know Libra is about other and you're not really all that um, used to dealing with self and I and me, but I want you to consider that this is a Aries new moon and that you more than anybody can really focus on self, on me, on I, and, and the I and the me and the self in relationship, in, in connection to the other and end up two weeks from this new moon really finding that you are reconnecting with people, that you are restoring peace and balancing your yourself first and your relationships, that you are reaching a new level of commitment with, it's, it's not going to be likely with a new person, but a new level of commitment with the person that you're with or a person you used to be with. Okay, Libra? Um, Prioritize, you can prioritize your relationship with other and at the same time be investing in self, okay? The relationships that are going to be most successful are the ones that are mutually supportive, and you can't support another if you're not supporting yourself. You've got to be there for yourself, Libra. You've got to, you know, review and reassess the way you're doing relationships, so by your full moon, you can really see some um, uh, results that you're satisfied with, okay? Capricorn. Oh, Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn, you're dealing with this new moon from this and the energy of family and home, but I also want you to think of it from the fourth house standpoint of the way you support your own self. Fourth house is talking about your inner foundation. It's an emotional house. So I'm talking about you 
listening to your feelings. I know Capricorn. I know ain't nothing about Capricorn. Got nothing to do with no feelings. But I need you to know that this very powerful, very important, likely impacting your next one to eight years from now um, is, is going to be important. This is the fourth house is the area where you start from the bottom and then six months from now, a year from now, that you're somewhere completely different because you tended to your inner foundation. Once again, Venus retrograde is on this. So you're reassessing and you're reevaluating and you're reviewing your emotional core. Are you there for yourself? Look at it. Look at that Aries with the Venus retrograde on it. I've been saying it over and over. Myself, I, me, and values. Valuing myself. Do you value yourself enough, Capricorn, to tend to your own emotional needs? Do you value yourself enough, Capricorn, to support your own self and your own emotional development? Honor what you feel, Capricorn. I know it can be scary. I know you're not used to it, but your security, your emotional security depends on it. If you got people in your life, Capricorn, that that you call friend, that you call family, because fourth house is about those that are familiar to you. If you if the people you're most familiar with don't support you, this is the time you need to be doing something new about it. You need to be planning some new actions. I no longer rely on the companionship of people who don't support me. I'm doing something new. The relationship with the people that I'm most familiar with is up for renewal. Some people's contracts ain't getting renewed. It can be a time, Capricorn, where you reconnect. Come on, we're talking about it's not the new stuff right now. It's, It's reconnecting. You could be reconnecting with family that do actually support you for real, Uh, You could be reconnecting with your emotions that you may have been out of touch with and take a second chance. Give a second chance at starting something from the ground up. This is your inner foundation we're talking about here, Capricorn. I did the cardinal signs first because y'all, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, y'all are the ones that are these very critical areas of life are being impacted. And I, and I would venture to say between you and Aries, probably y'all the most. Okay. Leo, 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 y'all are experiencing your new moon in Aries through a beautiful ninth house, okay, of the Sagittarius house of Good times, new experiences. Okay, so it's Venus retrograde, so it's probably not going to be brand new experiences, Leo. But you're probably like when it comes to traveling, you're probably going to go to a place you've been to before. And it'll. And the thing about it is, when you revisit things, when you review things, when you reassess things, you get the nuggets. You get the stuff you might have missed before. Okay, that's why relationships for some people could actually be renewed because you may be seeing things that you missed before, okay? Um, But for y'all, by the way, caller from the 314, I do see you and I will get to you. I'm almost finished with the um, 
horoscopes, and uh, we've got 20 minutes left, so I promise you, if you could just hold on just a second, I will check in with you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for all who are on the line. Thank you for you guys who are listening on online, and for the, those of you listening in the archives. Please, please, by all means, connect with me. Um, in the episode information, if you're interested in the 21-day challenge that starts at the new moon, we're going to go through this new moon cycle together and get the things that we want. I, I'm going to go for all those that are participating. I can access your chart, and we can get real specific on how you tackle this new moon cycle and season. Um, for those of you that are still interested in the Eclipse Wisdom Specials, uh, we're still in Eclipse season, wrapping it up, affecting our next six months ahead. This is the final week that that special uh, next week, I think it will be available one more week, but this is the next to last week. Um, for those of you that want to subscribe, the Mama's Babies Nation is growing. We just got a new Mama's Baby last week and the week before, so the Mama's, Nation's, uh, Mama's Baby Nation is growing by leaps and bounds. And for those of you, there's a, also a link for the Astro Love Gifts. For those of you that just listen and, you know, you're not really trying to, like, all be talking on the phone and stuff, um, you can support uh, Mama Dot Astrology by sending an astral love gift of any amount. They're all accepted and much appreciated. Um, if you just want to send me a message, there's the link to the one-click email access to me. And then if you want to catch up in the current week where we are now, you could, there's a link to listen to last week's broadcast, which we'll discuss that. Um, 18 minutes left. Let me go through it a little bit quicker for you guys, and that way I can pick up a couple of calls. If you have, of course, any detailed questions about you specifically and how this new moon in Aries is going to affect you, that's what all the links in the uh, episode, uh, the description box are for because we can link up ASAP. People are doing it all the time. Leo, like I said, um, you're probably going to visit someplace you visited before. Um, you're probably going to reconsider, review, um, think about going back to school or relearning something, reconnecting with beliefs, or, um, or just, ha like I said, um, Ninth House is about new experiences, so it probably won't be brand new, but it's something that you enjoy that you'll experience again or would like to experience again that you can be planting energetic and taking actions on those seeds. Uh, here in the new season, okay? Um, like, you know, you can feel restless and dissatisfied with your regular routine because Ninth House just wants to expand, you know, further. Wherever you've already been, it just wants to go further. But consider something you've already, in ways that you've expanded before that you could revisit, okay? Sagittarius, speaking of expansion, Sagittarius, um, for you, the new moon can talk about a time of reconnecting with old love. It's the fifth house of love and romance and dating and children, hobbies, creativity, old hobbies you used to have. You could take a, another look at those, um, reconnecting with your children in ways that you have before. Maybe y'all um, get into some activities that you've done before and just it, it just has a newness to it. Um, Reconnecting with your heart, being more playful and loving, taking up an old creative project or, or um, creative venture, or putting yourself back in the spotlight, which the fifth house can talk about, you know, being on stage and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's the fifth house of fun, Sagittarius. So whatever it is, at least if you're revisiting, make sure you enjoy it and you're having fun. That's like the 
That's like the litmus test for you in this new moon season, potentially for the year ahead, which is enjoying yourself, being in a mode of celebration, playfulness, and and just for fun. Gemini, uh, for you, new moon, this new moon is talking about possibly reconnecting with old friends, this 11th house, an old group that you used to be a part of, an old cause that you used to champion, you know, an old dream that you may have left left behind or gave up on. It is the house of former lovers, too. So it could be an old old lover that you reconnect with. Um, but it's also this energy where you can be more independent and unconventional thinking outside the box. Maybe it's a new way, an, an out-of-the-box way that you're thinking about something that puts you back in touch with an old group, an old friend, an old cause, okay? That whatever you do, by all means, Gemini, and this is right up your alley, make contacts, reach out in social and professional ways. Any restlessness that you feel, put it into making contact with some people that could restore and reconnect you with um, feelings of freedom, okay, and being connected. Aquarius? Uh, for you, this new moon in Aquarius, in, in new moon in Aquarius, new moon in Aries, um, connected with this Venus retrograde, can have you focusing again on an old idea, on an old, you know, really quick short-term project, or something you said, revisiting it, or something you thought, or something somebody said to you, some communication. Um, revisiting that. Maybe it's an old email that you end up looking at that inspires you in a new way, you know, or just even you learning because um, third house where this is happening for you can talk about um, uh, studying, learning, teaching, gathering information, um, paperwork, okay? Uh, it could have you relearning something or reconnecting with people via communication, okay? So this is, um, you, it, it can be really busy, okay, with the third house energy, all right, Aquarius? So um, you're, you, you should be more alert, um, and that should bode well if you do have a lot of paperwork and stuff coming your way. Maybe it's an, a test you have to retake. You see what I'm saying? A form you have to refill out. Um, an a application you have to refill out or something like that. It could be a lot going on, and you could be keenly aware of, of that in your environment, but just feed that. It, your mind is going to want to be stimulated, so feed that, okay? That makes it a good time to go back over old paperwork, letters, emails, whatever again, and give your brain something to do, okay, Aquarius? Scorpio, um, Aquarius, you might be saying stuff, repeating yourself to people <laughs> this season. Scorpio, um, for you, uh, the new moon in Aries can talk about it's it's all related to your work, your habits, your routine, your lifestyle. So you may be reviewing, reassessing, or redoing things in that arena, okay, um, re revising, editing, reevaluating when it comes to your schedule, when it comes to your routine, when it comes to your lifestyle, when it comes to your habits, okay, in ways that ultimately end up making you more productive, okay, and, and, and making your time management better, um, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a desire to sort things out, but it may take you going back over some things in your daily routine, in your work, and 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 uh, health 
schedule and routine that ends up getting you the results you want. That Scorpio, this may not be the new moon for you to do a brand new diet regime. Maybe you need to look at one you've done before and see how you can tweak it or actually follow it this time, <laughs> and it could give you the result ease. Um, for you, you're one of the signs I was mentioning that I'm going to talk to about money, okay? And so uh, for you, it's your personal finances. So it's really emphasizing that values, that Venus that governs the second house of Taurus. So I'll, Pisces, I want you to really know your worth, okay, and, you, and, and, and set your intentions and take new actions from that point. Uh, maybe it's a, a old financial opportunity. Maybe it's something old that used to give you stability and security that you have a chance to bring back or, or just a chance to improve your confidence and self-esteem because you're reviewing, you're revisiting um, issues related to your uh, your value and what you value, okay? So you're, maybe an old budget you used to follow or an old financial advisor you used to consult with, something along those lines that has the, the powerful um, opportunity to impact your finances could reveal itself. But likely, you know, Aries is a real proactive energy, so don't wait for something to come to you. Take the reins, the, the Aries horn reins, and, and really direct your finances the way you want them to go. And I'm telling you, it's going to be based on how you value yourself, the results that you see. Are you worth it? Are you priceless or not? Taurus, for you, um, this new moon in Aries is talking about your 12th house, okay? If there's a new moon in Aries, the new moon's going to be in Taurus next. So this is your 12th house season, and this is the new moon where you're Subconscious issues where your, um, you know, your meditation time, your time to yourself, your time of solitude, your time uh, in indulging your imagination, this can be reassessed and reviewed. And you may find that you have access to more compassion and understanding and unconditional love and acceptance and forgiveness than you originally thought because you're giving yourself some downtime to take another look at these issues, anything related to the 12th house, even endings. Maybe you need to take another look at something you ended and and reassess if there's some ways that you could, based on you valuing yourself now, Aries new moon with the Venus retrograde is valuing me, valuing I, valuing self. Um, but you could uh, incorporate that into uh, your taking time for peace. You know, you're in for 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 your soul. You're gonna have, like I said, the new moon's gonna be in your sign next. So this you reviewing and reassessing, you know, the things that maybe it's not something you already let go. Maybe it's something you still need to let go and reassessing that and allowing yourself to recharge, okay? This is your time in 
I, I want to say the background or um, not in the spotlight because that time is coming for you next, but it's definitely preparation time. And it may be some reviewing and reassessing of subconscious issues, of things from your past that allows you to move powerfully into your next new moon season if you do this one right, okay? Lastly, Virgo, you're the other sign that's dealing with the money house, okay? So, I want you to consider this being a good time for you, a good new moon season for you to renew, review, reconnect um, to some old transformation, some old research and investigating you've done for, through some old, you know, ways of you strengthening and empowering yourself. Eighth House is talking about empowerment or even some old serious matters or deep issues, some old psychological issues that you review again. And all for the the um for the 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 outcome of of self mastery, of being empowered, of transforming into the butter beautiful butterfly, okay? Um this is eighth house, so you could experience some increased awareness of others' motivations. Like I said, everybody's motivations ain't pure, but the, this is Aries New Moon. So just make sure your motivations are pure, Virgo, okay? Um, it is another money house, and it is the money house that deals with others' money or, or resources that you share, valuables that you share with others. You may want to take another look at that, um, your savings, um, any uh, uh, inheritances, taxes, bonds, financial plans, especially those that impact others in your life, Virgo, this is going to be a good time to review, reevaluate, and reassess that. Whew, we did that. I do want to mention some things. I'll dig into them deeper uh, next week, but I, got, I want to catch these calls too. Um, March 26th, Sunday, 9.06 a.m., Mercury conjuncts Uranus. The thing about this is that Uranus can be a real excitable energy. It moves really fast, and so um, it, it can be electrifying, stimulating, exciting, and which can be satisfying, but if, it, if, it's, if it's moving a little too fast for you, I want you to know that you can always, you know, breathe through it and slow things down. If it's moving too fast for you, that means you know how you slow your mind down? You meditate. You don't, you're not doing 80 things. You're streamlining your mental processes if it gets to be moving too fast for you, okay? Um, it, it also can talk about um, unexpected communications. It is Uranus conjunct Mercury now. So just expect that it could be really good surprising news that you want to hear. All right, and we'll leave it at that for now. Um, also, Sunday, March 26th, Mercury finally enters the retrograde zone. It does not go retrograde yet, but it enters the zone, and from that point, Monday, Sunday, to when it does go retrograde, um, station retrograde, during this first zone or shadow period, this is when you're going to start perceiving what you're going to be dealing with when it does go retrograde because this is the area of space it's going to go back through. So consider that for your new moon season too. Uh, March 27th, they're on Monday. Uh, right before the new moon, Mars sextiles Neptune, and we did already talk about that um, with the spiritual element to our um, energy and passion. 
Uh, also on the 27th at 5.19 a.m. there on Monday, the moon squares Saturn and goes void for almost four hours. Then it goes into Aries. So the new moon is happening in a fully active Aries moon, okay? The moon does go into Aries finally there on Monday, rising 9.11 a.m. Central. And then uh, right after that, uh, later that night, 9.57 p.m. is when the new moon occurs. Um, I see you there, Holden, and I'm getting, okay, we talked about the new moon. Okay, there on the 29th, we can skip all the way. There's nothing really going on until, again, until Wednesday, the 29th, um, 7.07 a.m. Central, when the moon has been in Aries all this time, it, the moon shines Saturn and it goes void for three hours and 41 minutes. Um, unless you just have an early morning interview that day on Wednesday, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, at 10.48 a.m. Central, the moon does enter Taurus. By the time we get on the air again next week, the moon will be in Taurus and we can talk all about this new moon that um, occurred and then also on that day, 12.16 p.m. on Wednesday, Mercury chines Saturn. And so that's just going to show itself as an energy that Saturn is a stabilizing energy. It's a trine, so that's beautiful and harmonizing. So it's going to be a good energy to do any mental activity with study, catch up on paperwork or bills, um, anything you need sustained mental effort for, um, um, Saturn gives that endurance and that lasting energy so it won't be so boring and tedious. You'll be able to have good concentration and attention to detail, which will decrease your chance of making mistakes. You'll probably get things be really efficient and get things turned in on time under this energy. So with that, I'm going to pick the, the astrology part back up um, on next week, and I definitely want to check in with our caller here um, from the 415 piece. You're live on the air with Mama Dot. Who's on hey, the line? this is Jessica. Hi. Um, Hi. Can you so say I your gotta... name for me one more time? Yeah, Jessica. I spoke to you Jessica. like maybe a month ago. Yeah. I um, remember you. Hey. Yeah. Hi. So I just sort of want to make a comment and see what you had to say. I mean, these last couple of weeks have been like super difficult and. Uh, I just feel like sad a lot. I've been crying like crazy. Like a lot of stuff has been coming up for me. I've been doing a lot of healing and I just can't okay. seem to like shake the, the sad, like the heaviness, the sad and mm-hmm. um, just anything around that, that you could share because it's just, it's, it doesn't, I don't feel like myself. It just feels so difficult. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like, when's this going to lift? Um, and it's yeah. all like, Venus retrograde and Pisces stuff. I mean, like, what is? It's just it's it's, you know, it's Venus, painful. Yeah, I I can yeah. totally relate. <laughs> I was talking a <laughs> lot about that at the beginning of the show. You might have missed it, I'll but go back. Um, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's um, expected. That's uh, like I was saying earlier in the show. If you're going through that right now, you're right where you're supposed to be things are about to really take, you know, you can't get any closer to this new energy than we are right now, but we're still not in it yet. So it can be super frustrating. It can feel that way anyway. 
I know that this, uh, actually, this is about to cut off. It's telling me I've got 60 seconds. So I've just recorded your number. I'm about to hang up and call you. Is that okay, Jessica? Oh, the recording will still go for um, like a minute. Like I think it goes for like 15 minutes or something. So we have plenty of time if you, you want to continue. You know what? For just a minute. Actually, yeah. you know what? I've tried that a couple of times, and it literally cut me off. <laughs> oh, really? Because a lot of the shows go I, into archives. Yeah. yeah, you could you could call if you want. Um, sure, whatever is easier okay. for you. Okay. I'll do that right now. It's about to cut me off. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, I've got like 10 seconds. Stay connected to Mama Dada Astrology. Stay connected to Inner Peace Lighthouse. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me once again this week. And we're going to be right back here next week picking up where we left off. Anything you need to know is in the episode description box. So just connect with me and we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. Peace.